Do you ever have times or moments in your life, you know what, better yet, sometimes even seasons of life where your thoughts just take your spirit captive? You know, I think that's something everyone deals with, but it can really mess with you when you have a chronic illness. You know, our thoughts matter so much to our outcome. There are tons and tons of studies. I mean, we hear it from doctors and everyone that how we think about something changes the outcome. And there's this cute little saying that I really love that says, um, your mind is a garden. Your thoughts are the seeds. You can grow flowers or you can grow weeds. And yes, I do love that cute little saying, but it's not as easy as that. Sometimes we plant a seed with no expectation. We don't really know what's going to come of it. We deal with it as it grows, but then there are those other seeds, the ones that we plant with intention. And we expect a beautiful flower and that's not what we get from it. You know, something my mom has always said as I've been dealing with chronic illness over the past nine years is she's constantly saying like, but you can reinvent whatever it is. You can come back from any setback. And, you know, her famous quote is always like, you are still an entrepreneur. She just constantly says that whether it's through a blog or when it was through my business, like whatever it was, she's always said that to me. You know, she said it to me recently and I just kind of sat there and I was like, but I don't feel that way. And I don't, want to always reinvent the wheel. I don't always want to have to start new again. And that thought had been really running through my mind. You know, as much as we joke about how I could probably run a small country off my laptop, it's really hard sometimes being confined to a bed with four walls. And how do you make a future? How do you move forward? How do you move mountains from a hospital bed? I want to take a deeper look into that today. Hey friends, I'm Cassie, and I'm a married Spoonie who lives the chronic illness life. Here each week, I'll challenge you to live intentionally and authentically, where every spoon you use has a purpose and every step you take matters. Welcome to Chronically Cultivating. So... I want to talk about this phrase, I can move mountains from a hospital bed. I want to talk about how this truth came about in my life and really get deeper into it because it's more than just an empowering saying that makes me feel better. It's a lot more than that. So I know you all know about my power sheets. I talk about them often. Um, If you don't somehow know what they are, it's an intentional goal planner that I use from the company Cultivate What Matters. And it was the end of 2018, moving to 2019, and I was doing my prep work for 2019. And one of the sections that you go through is choosing the things that you want to let go of. So there were a lot of things leading up to this phrase. I hadn't thought of it like this ever before. And as I was sitting here and working on my power sheets, looking at the things that I wanted to let go of, all of a sudden I wrote down, I want to let go of thinking I can't move mountains from a hospital bed. 
And I remember just looking at it and realizing how often I limited myself to thinking I couldn't accomplish or make an impact on the world if I was in a hospital bed. And I was in a hospital bed a lot of the time. And, you know, now I'm doing home care, so I'm able to be at my house, but I'm still confined pretty much to the couch or the bed. So it still rings true in many ways, and I'm very grateful that I'm not in the hospital as often anymore, but it still is there. You know, something I've been thinking about a lot has just been just, I guess, thinking about how to make an impact. As you know, we recently have closed our business, which has closed a huge chapter in our lives. And I think in some ways too, it has also closed off a certain amount of hope for the future that I've just been wrestling with. You know, originally, when I wrote this quote down that I was letting go of that, there was no intention to close off season training. So when I wrote this quote, it had more to do with off-season training than not. So I'll explain. Basically, we knew around the time that I was doing power sheets, that was when my team was kind of going back and forth about whether we would start home care or if we would continue being in the hospital all the time. And it was something that was very up in the air at that time. So I just had it in my mind, if we could do home care, that I could still work. I would just do everything from an online basis, like just so many different things. And I had a couple different opportunities presented to me that I could do from home. And I was just like, yeah. And that was what I was thinking of when I thought of, I can still move mountains from a hospital bed because I really felt God wanted me to make an impact in the dance medicine community. I mean, that's what I was studying. My whole life was built around. I mean, it was all that I had known since 2014. That was what I, or really 2013, that I had dedicated my life and my time to. So now that we don't have OST anymore, I've just been wrestling with, you know, feeling empty. Every three months in your power sheets, you do a refresh because, you know, your goals can change and your focus can change. So it was right before I had started my summer refresh, we had just determined we needed to close OST. And if you haven't um, heard me talk about it, I did a couple episodes ago. You know, there were so many things that went into that decision and realizing that I was not going to be able to continue even from an at-home basis. So I I had been just kind of dealing with this loss. As I said, I hadn't started my summer refresh yet. And during the month of June, I just started praying, you know, like, Lord, I know that taking care of my body is my job right now. And I will worship you through how I care for myself. And if that's all that I'm meant to do, help me be content with that. Help me just come to terms with that and accept that. And if it's not, also make that clear to me. So I had really been praying over that. 
And then I started working on my summer refresh and I really, really felt like this was going to be a season of pruning for me, not just in regards to OST, but with a lot of different areas of my life. You know, I had five basically mini goals in with the word pruning. I wanted to let go, evaluate, process, prioritize, and make room. So I really wanted to let go of certain dreams, one of those mainly being off-season training. The second was to evaluate. I wanted to evaluate my habits and my time. I wanted to make sure that I was spending my spoons wisely and that I was being intentional with my time and energy because I don't have a lot of it. And third was to process. I knew that I needed to grieve what I had lost. I needed to work on figuring out what was next for me and really bathing in that brokenness, using this time to seek God and find out what he really wanted of me. And my fourth goal was to prioritize. I wanted to make sure, you know, just like I was saying where I was evaluating and processing, I also wanted to prioritize what mattered. I literally like worked on a list and in order put the things that mattered to me. And that would help me, I guess, better. mm, I'm not sure that's the word I want to use. It would help me spend my energy as wisely as possible. It would renew my spirit and, you know, comfort my heart. So there were a lot of things. As I said, I had just been praying for direction, that God would either direct me to something new or he would bring just contentment. And that was really what I had been praying for. So that brings me to that fifth reason or goal, I guess you could say, that I chose the word pruning And that was to make room. And my goal is to make room for new opportunities. So what's so important to mention about the word pruning itself is that we prune to get rid of the old and the dead and even the excess. But we do that to make room for new blooms to become even more fruitful. That was really comforting to my heart. And knowing that, you know, as hard as letting go is, I'm going to give the opportunity for something to grow. And it was going to either grow contentment in what my life looks like now and or, because you can have both, um, give me direction as to where I was next meant to go. So that was kind of what I had determined. And before I had gotten down to picking out like my specific goals for the next three months, um, I like to read through my original prep work because it just helps me look at what I had wanted to focus on at the beginning of the year. And it helps me make sure that I am, you know, cultivating what matters and really reaching those goals and becoming the best person that I can be. And as I read through the entire portion of letting go, it really hit my heart really freaking hard. Um, I realized that I had fallen back into that pattern of just thinking that I couldn't move mountains from my hospital bed, that I wasn't going to be able to make an impact and God was done with me. That mindset 
traps us. And I really sat there. I, I paused working on my goals and I just said, I need to dig deeper into this and I need to figure out what I want to do because I can't move forward and think that God can't use me because those things go together. The only reason that we can do things is because God uses us to do them. So I couldn't think both things at the same time. I realized that there were seven things that I was trapped in. And that mindset that I couldn't move mountains had trapped me into thinking that I had run out of miracles, that I was too sick, that just because I'm disabled, that means that I'm done that I had been forgotten, that God couldn't use me, that I couldn't live intentionally, and that I didn't matter anymore. I don't know if you're feeling that way right now, but that was how I felt. And it had me trapped. And I believe that that was exactly what Satan wanted. He wanted me to be so captivated by my negative thoughts and lies and all these other things because he didn't want me to know that I was still useful and that I mattered. So I went into the word and I said, all right, well, what does God say about these things? You and I are about to debunk all seven of those lies. So the first one, thinking that we have run out of miracles We may say that, and Satan may say that, but what God says is that nothing is too difficult for him. And he talks about that in Jeremiah 32, 27. When we think we are too sick, God says his power is made perfect in our weakness in 2 Corinthians 12, 9. When we feel that being disabled means that we're done, he says, I am not done with you in Philippians 1, 6. When we feel that we have been forgotten, he says he listens and pays attention to our prayers in Psalm 66, 18. When we feel that God can't use us, he says he has purposefully placed each of us where he desired in the body of Christ in 1 Corinthians 12, 14 through 20. When we feel we can't live intentionally, he says that I am guided when I trust him with the plans for my life in Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. And when we feel that we don't matter anymore, he says that we are chosen by him and called by his marvelous grace and that he planted a purpose in our hearts before we were born and no one and no thing can take that away from us. And he says that in Galatians 1.15. You know, sometimes I think that God doesn't even get a chance to limit us per se because we have already limited him. And when we think that God can't use us to move mountains from a hospital bed, we are limiting his potential. He is God. He is not at all intimidated by a bed in four walls. He will allow us to thrive wherever we welcome him in. You know, I think it's so important to point out the story in Matthew 9 where someone come to Jesus and they were like, if you can do something. And he goes, if you can, Jesus replied, everything is possible for one who believes. We so often forget that. 
Like nothing is impossible for him to do in us when we believe. So as I've been in this season of pruning, I have worked on some ways to physically, emotionally, and mentally prune. So some of those physical ways would be decluttering. I've just been kind of going through a bunch of things and really determining what I need and don't need. And that has just been helpful to, you know, clear the space of anything that's not necessary, right? If we're in a room with four walls and a bed or a couch, whatever it is that you're kind of um, more often than not confined to, you don't want clutter. You want your space to have as much room as it can to breathe. Another way that I also did that um, was So our couch and living room is basically also my office, like all my off-season training things between all my textbooks and client files and all the different things. I realized that it was just weighing me down looking at all of that and seeing that every day and just being reminded of what is not happening. So I boxed it all up and Jared took it to the attic and you know, it's there if it can ever be used again, but I don't have to stare at it every single day. You know, another way that I have been um, really mentally and emotionally pruning, you know, doing my best to make sure I do believe that God can move mountains from a hospital bed in me. One of those ways is by pouring into other people and just encouraging others. That is so life-giving, at least for me. So I have just been spending time really making sure that I'm encouraging the people that I love and that I care about. You know, some people may think of that as watering. So as I'm watering more often for other people, I'm really working hard to make sure that I'm also being watered. You know, it kind of goes back to that whole, you can't pour what you don't have. So I'm working on seeking intentional ways to just replenish my soul and my mind and my heart and my spirit so I can continue to serve in ministry. You know, another big piece is also to grieve. I need to let go of something that was beautiful and was important to me and mattered so much. In doing that and through grieving, I also know though that by cutting it off, it will give me room to grow something new. You know, I'm also really working to get specific with my goals. I was very specific in my summer refresh and I wanted to make sure that what I was doing was specific because I didn't want to let distractions get in my head and start to take my thoughts captive again. I don't want to go back to that place. So I'm working really hard to just be specific about my goals But to bring this all back to the point of moving mountains from a hospital bed, God can do anything in any space, anywhere, at any time, through anyone. Who am I to limit him? And I would like to say right now that I, he's given me just this elaborate new plan and purpose and everything's fallen into place and I don't even miss off-season training and all those things, but that's not how life works. I don't fully know what's next. And when I was on vacation, I really just unplugged 
And I just continually was praying for guidance and direction. You know, he's given me little glimpses into what he wants me to do. But for right now, I'm going to continue serving in ministry, talking with all of you, just taking life one step at a time. And friends, that's not always easy. Keeping my thoughts centered on what God says rather than what the world says takes so much effort. I don't think that I was expecting that. For some reason in my mind, I think I just imagined if I just said it, it would be, and that's not true. But every day it's a choice to seek his direction and work on growing contentment in where I'm at. And I really believe that God honors our weight. He honors the fact we will keep doing what he's called us to do until he gives us something else. And right now he's called me to take care of my body and worship him in that and to share my story with other people and the things that he's taught me. So you know what? That's what I'm going to do right now. And eventually he'll fill me in on the other things that he wants me to do. I know that he will, but that's all in his timing. So I just want you to remember, you can move mountains from a hospital bed. You have not run out of miracles. You are not too sick. You are not done just because you're disabled. You have not been forgotten. God can still use you. You can still live intentionally and you will always matter. You know, I just want to clarify that when I say you're not too sick, that is not in any way invalidating the struggle that you are facing because our best is whatever our best is. And that's all that God asks of us. If your best is just saying, all right, God, get me through today. And you don't have the energy to do anything else. Maybe not even watch TV, just lay there. That's your best. And he knows that. And he will honor that and respect that. And he will give you all the grace and strength that you need. So I just wanted to clarify that so that that is not taken out of context. You know, he can always harvest something good in us, no matter how sick we are or how little we feel we have to give. And I think something else that's so great about God is that when we let him write our story, when we let him take the reins on our life, We don't have to worry. That's such a blessing. You know, you and I don't have to worry about what our next thing is going to be or what our purpose is because he knows. He's got it. All we have to do is trust him and say, all right, God, here's my heart. Here are the things that I really wish would happen. But God, I want what you want. So walk me through it. Roll me through it, whatever it takes. But help me see you and help me follow you. And it's nice to know that that pressure isn't on us. He's got it. He knows the plans that he has for us. I just wanted to leave you with that. Know that you are so important to him and your life matters. He can do amazing things through you right where you're at. Nothing is impossible for him to do in us when we believe. You can move mountains from a hospital bed. And so can I because nothing is too difficult for him. Have you been wanting to lose weight and get healthy? Now's the perfect time to start Nutrisystem. Enjoy your favorite foods made healthier, delivered free to your door. Right now, you can get Uniquely Yours Ultimate, 
our most complete foolproof plan at an amazing price. Order today and save 50%, plus get an extra $40 off. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash save and discover what millions of people already know. Nutrisystem works. Limitations apply. See website for full offer details. Bounce forward with Comcast Business. Get a reliable internet and voice solution starting at $64.90 a month for 12 months for two years. Call or go online today. Restrictions apply. New customers only 25 megabits per second service and one voice line. Early termination fee applies. Equipment installation tax and visa extra and subject to change. Call for details.